Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Anything that would come against God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, we know that Jesus is the Word of God. And nothing was made without the Word. All things was made through the Word. And all things was for the Word. So we know Jesus is the Word of God, but that also makes him the thought of God. Hmm. He's the thought of God. So we take captive every thought, yes, every thought, to make it obedient to Christ, the thought of God, the Word of God. So every word, anti-word, that is not of God, we take that word captive and make it obedient. We take that thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Hmm? Now, many times we would, in the church, we would say that, you know, life is in the tongue, you know. Uh, life and death is in the tongue. So we understand that, but without the dealing with thoughts, see, the thoughts is the way we say, I'm not going to accept that thought. I'm going to accept this thought. I'm not going to accept that thought. See, life and death. If life and death is in the tongues, then it's governed by thought. Mm. Mm. But we don't, we don't put enough emphasis on thought and what we're thinking. We don't even think about what we're thinking many times. Many times we have a thought that runs across our mind and we just accept it. And sometimes we accept thoughts as God. We never tested it. Now, notice it says, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, who is the king of thoughts, the Lord of lords, and the word of words. So he's the king of thoughts. So we make it obedient to God's thought. Not to our thought. We make it obedient to God's thought. Yes. Now, very strange, you know, our English is not God's English. And God wrote English a long time before we did. So that means we have to understand the language. And sometimes just because you was raised speaking a language don't mean you understand it. <laughs> so it take captive every thought and make it obedient to God's thought. What God would have us think which is Christ, the Word of God. We take captive every thought. But see, we don't take captive thoughts. We just let thoughts come and we think, we think whatever that thought is, we have to do whatever the thought. No matter where it come from. Yes? See, you could look out the window and see something and have a thought. And... You know, if you're not careful, you, you just let that thought 
go inside of you, and next thing you know, you feel judged for the thought you had. But see, the thought is not sin. See, this says the thought's not sin. It says we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You can have a lot of thoughts. You know, Jesus heard Satan talking, but he was without sin. You can have a lot of thoughts. Our problem is, many times as Christians, we judge ourselves over the thoughts we have. Yes? We don't realize we can judge a thought. Mm, boy, I didn't hear a big enough wow on that one. We judge ourselves by thoughts, but we don't realize that we have been given authority in Christ to judge thoughts. If I can judge a thought, then I am not the thought. So whatever dotish thoughts I might be having, you know, I have the right to judge that thought. No, that's not, that's not me. I'm not accepting that one. Which also means I have the right not to judge myself or condemn myself. Why am I going to beat myself up because my flesh is having a thought or my eyes are having a thought or my ears are having a thought? Oh, no. We have power to judge the thought and be innocent. Hmm? Many times I think out of... Um, I don't know, maybe some kindergarten perspective. We often think that Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, when the devil was tempting him, we often think that, you know, there was this dark creature or, or creature dressed in red or something. We often think that that's what took place. The question is, does Satan really have such a form? So when Jesus was being tempted, was it, was it s someone that looked like a person? Or maybe it was the serpent of the garden. Or maybe it was the dragon of Revelation. Or maybe it was the devil or Satan as portrayed on Renaissance walls. What, what was that form of evil that was tempting Jesus. Uh, maybe it's very similar to the form that tempts us every day. And Jesus heard the temptations of Satan. And he took the thoughts captive and made it obedient to himself. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Took the thought captive. See, you'll always be a marshmallow until you learn to take your thoughts captive. You'll always be a sensitive little porcupine until you learn to take thoughts captive. Not only your thoughts, but other people's thoughts. See, see your borders, you have no immigration officers. You have no coast guards. <laughs> 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 
you have a thought. It's not even your thought. You have a thought, and you just give in to it. Hmm? What can separate us from the love of Christ? Listen, you just give in to the thought you don't realize. Set up an immigration office. Uh, yes. Uh, have some policing in your brain. Pull some of them thoughts over and see if they're drunk. See if someone's been smoking marijuana. What? Pull them over. You can't judge yourself by the thoughts you're having. Judge the thought. Because thoughts is what give ways to the action. Hmm? So whether they're thoughts that come out of your flesh or there's thoughts that you've been inspired to think by others or whether somebody has actually spoken to you. Hmm? What can separate us? Whether it's thoughts high, thoughts low. I don't care if it came from the cemetery, every great-great-grandmother, wherever the thought come from. Sometimes it's not so important where the thought come from, but where's it going? Because it's trying to get down inside of you. <clears throat> Somebody insults you. All right, I don't think I will accept that. But once you accept the insult, now you feel condemned, and now you want to get even and all these things. But you could have just taken the thought captive and made it obedient to what? Christ. Make it obedient to the thought of God. Jesus is the word of God, which means he's the thought of God. And when it says Jesus is the word of God, it doesn't mean just one word. Word is all-inclusive. All-inclusive. Because all things was made through him and by him. Now, contrary to what your mom and daddy may think, Christ made you because all, all things were made through him. Yeah. Your mom and daddy may say, well, we made you. Mm. Not true. Not true. Mm. That's not true because all things were made through him and for him. And by him. Uh, you may not have come the order the ordinary way, but mm, you was made through God. Mm. Mm. See, some people may say, Well, you don't even know who your daddy is. I don't have to know who my daddy is, I know who made me. And I know I was made for him and by him and through him. Hmm? Yes? Uh -huh. So when that teacher, when that teacher back in, uh, back in uh, school tried to tell you, this is how you was made, you know, some sexual education class, this is how you was made. Say, teacher, you liar. My Bible says... I was made through God and by him, and I was made for him. Mm. So I don't know where you got your information from. That's not where I come from. Mm. 
Now, there are some people that's a little bit more disciplined in life, and so they have learned to take captive thoughts and make it obedient to themselves. That's still not very good. Because they have some image of themselves, so they try to keep up this image. But that's not what Paul says. He says we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So where's the we at? We have the thoughts. Obviously, not necessarily a good thought, or it could be a good thought. We have a thought, and we have Christ. We take every thought, make it obedient to Christ. It seems that we're a third party, but not really. We're just saying, I ain't accepting nothing unless Christ approves it. Hmm. To the best of my ability. And if I do receive something, I learned this from my dog. If I do receive something, and it don't taste good, I just gurgitate it back up. But I, I don't eat it again. Some of y'all like to eat it again. You, 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 you bring that thought back up out of yourself, but you go ahead and eat it again. Uh-huh. You're going to marry somebody, and God said no, so you, you vomit it out, and then you eat it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know every act of sex started with thought? Every act of sex started with thought. Everything you do starts with thought. The thing you have not discovered yet is that, you know, there's the thought of articulation and there's the uh, thought of uh, intuitiveness, which is a feeling heart or a heartfelt thinking. Everything you do has thought. And you accept that thought. But this is the thing. You don't have no immigration office. You don't have no border control. People just fly in. And they just uh, boat in, you know, they parachute in. Because you don't, you don't have no, you don't have no, uh, no security between your thoughts and your heart. If you just slow down, you can hear those thoughts coming. <whistles> Blow the whistle. Mm. Mm. Uh. Uh. You hear a thought, this person's against me. Stop right there. I know this person. Mm. They're a citizen. Let them in. Mm. 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 I know this person. This is not usually what they do. Now, I have forgiveness for this person. I'm going to just let this slide. See, until you learn, until you learn that border control of your heart, until you learn that, you'll never have no victories in God. Huh? Yes? You're going to have to continue day in and day out to get deliverance again and again. Yes? Salt, banana leaves, whatever the magic potion is that gets you delivered every time. Hmm? Yes. Uh-huh. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe it's where it's where the body of elders lay hands on you and they and they spit all over you and they, you know just until that thing is gone. Hallelujah. For a moment, you wouldn't think that we're a house that do deliverance, wouldn't you? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter how hairy the demon is that we envision. It's still a thought. And once we understand that thoughts are what destroys our lives. Thoughts are what makes us feel depressed. It's, it's, that, it's that constant flow of negative thoughts that's coming in. And your border control, I don't know, they're out partying or doing something. They're just not stopping those thoughts. You just, every thought that comes, you think, that's God. Huh? Every thought that comes, that's truth. Jesus is the Prince of Truth. Every thought that comes, oh, I don't have to examine the thought. Thoughts are real. That's what I'm feeling. That, that, that's, 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 that's real. That ain't real. That's not real. Hmm? You, might, you might be uh, of a male persuasion and you begin to have these thoughts. I'm a female. Not according to your body. <laughs> but these thoughts keep coming. And before long, huh? you're convinced and you're trying to convince everybody else. And here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, you know, I just, I just face the truth. I just, this is who I am. You know, this is who I am. I, I, I'm just... I'm a gangster. This is who I am. See, when you say that, what you're saying is you have no border control. No. Every thought that comes in my head, whether it comes where it comes secretly or it comes out of my own body or out of the air or out of my ear or out of my belly, it don't matter. You know, sometimes I hear words, you know. Sometimes I hear thoughts in this ear. I've heard people say, God only speaks to me in my right ear. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you hear thoughts in your ears, sometimes you hear thoughts in your head, sometimes you hear thoughts inside. I could tell you why you hear them from those places, but that's not the message this morning. Um, so these thoughts come and you just keep accepting them? Well, it's a thought. I can't, I can't, I can't fight a thought. Yes, you can fight a thought. Huh? You're going to hell. See, there's a thought. <laughs> and what do you say? Not in the name of Jesus. See, see, you took that thought and made it obedient to Christ. <laughs> I don't even know if you. I don't even know if you asked Christ. You just took. Uh, uh, the mirror tells you you're ugly. You just accept that thought. Huh? You wake up, there's nobody else in the room. And something tells you that you're going to have a bad day. 
and you receive it. Huh? Yes? I really believe that I believe there is a power that has taken over the power of Satan. I don't think he's as strong as he used to be, you know. There's another power at work. And the name of that power is something. <laughs> something. <laughs> but think about it. When you say, something told me. Since when do you call yourself something? <laughs> when you say, something told me. Right? Doesn't that imply something outside of yourself? Or when you say, I heard. You don't say, I heard myself. You say, I heard. That means something said it. Uh, and this is the one I really like. My mind told me. My mind told me. Do you know your mind is ignorant? Uh, do you know your mind? Listen, proven by scripture, your mind cannot have a thought on its own. It's just a big empty box with a lot of little people up there waiting to talk. <laughs> the Bible says the mind controlled by the spirit is life. The mind controlled by the flesh is death. Therefore, Scripture says, the mind has no thoughts of its own. It's just up there on the top of your shoulders, doing nothing but receiving thoughts. The mind that is controlled by the Spirit is... Is life the mind that is controlled by the flesh? Is that it? Never said the mind that is controlled by the mind. The mind has no. It's just a reception box, you know. You know, if you went back many years ago, and when people had TV, they put an antenna up on top of their house. See, that's the head, <laughs> right? It's just reception. His reception and the thoughts come in and you receive them it says Paul says in my inner being I delight in God's law see there's something thinking and it's not up here you know it's not up here up here is where you have these thoughts and 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 you, you're supposed to have when these thoughts come up here you know, when we debate, something is debating. You know, we have these thoughts. Something up here is deciding. But realize the mind controlled by the spirit. What's controlling the mind? Or the mind controlled by the flesh. It never said the mind controlled by the mind. It never said the mind controlled by you. It said the mind controlled by the flesh. So it's up here. And what does the scripture say? We take every thought captive. And make it obedient to Christ. That means controlled by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. 
You know, sometimes you have a thought and you feel bad because you had a thought because you're trying to be a good Christian. Yes? I mean, sometimes you're on your way to church. I mean, you're almost in the door and you have this thought. And because of that thought, you can't receive nothing in church because you've been condemned by that thought. Sometimes you're in church, you know. You're single. You're, you're devoted to Christ. Sometimes you're not even single. And you're just taking the word in. And all once you turn your head and next thing you know you have this thought. And you ain't heard nothing the preacher said since. You must understand. Thought is the evidence of sin sometimes. It's thought is also the evidence that Christ might be trying to save you. You know, and it says, don't look over there. Or don't do that. But here's the thing. The thought is not to sin. The thought is not to sin. When Jesus said that if you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery. Now, when he says, he, when you look at a woman lustfully, it doesn't mean the first time you saw the woman. And it doesn't mean when you saw the woman that this thought came. What it means is when you received that thought. So when you look at her lustfully, you've already committed adultery. It's not the thought. It's when you, when you, it's when you receive that thought into yourself as your thought. Or even worse, you receive that thought as truth. See, truth is like this. It's when you have a thought and you accept it. Okay, this is truth. Well, this is what I want for lunch. This is what I want for dinner. See, you, you accept that as truth. You did not take it captive. See, there's no border patrol. You're not taking your thoughts captive. And making them be, be obedient to Christ. Because hmm? he is the word. And he works inside of you. You know, many times I've heard people say, you know, pray, you know, and receive Christ in your heart. Well, that just means in sincerity. Usually it ain't my heart that gets me in, my, in trouble. It's my head. <laughs> See, we... It's easy. Us preachers, we need to say, Lord, come into my head and into my heart. Come into, come into every part of me, you know. <laughs> my eyeballs and my uh, uh, eardrums, you know, come into the whole choir, you know. Just <clears throat> you got to take that captive. But we don't know that we can do that. We think just because a thought comes, we have no control over it. And, you know, some thoughts just, they, they keep coming, you know. And, and some thoughts are, are set there to take you captive. And, and, you know, sometimes it's what somebody wants. And so many times, whether it's an outside individual, they keep wanting us to do something so much we just give in to it. We can put our foot down or we can put our brain down and say, no. No. I'm not going to accept it. No. 
I'm not going to accept this thought about that person. I'm not going to accept this thought about myself. I don't care who told me. Whether it's my flesh or outside source, I don't care. No. No. See, that's the power that we have in Christ. He is the Word. And that's what sets us free. Watch this. We know that the Word of God died for our sins. And you know, this is the thing. You know, sometimes we just have the image of the cross 2,000 years ago. And we say he died for us one time. Well, one time to get inside our hearts. But he dies for us many times. Inside of us. That is the word that keeps forgiving us. That is the word that when these statements come, you did wrong. The word in us, because we do not judge ourselves, but we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Christ says you're forgiven. So that's that word. When people want to judge you, not receiving it. If people say you did something wrong, I let Christ be the judge. Lord, did I do wrong? If I did, I'll repent. So you're taking all these thoughts captive. You don't even know you can do that. You get a thought in your head and you automatically start having the feelings of the thought. <clears throat> automatically. Start having the feelings of the thought. There is no border patrol between thoughts and heart. The Bible says that Jesus, on the cross, circumcised us from the sinful nature. That means from our own flesh. It does not have control over us anymore. Christ has control over us. He is Lord. But who is Christ is the Word of God. Sometimes we put so much emphasis on what Jesus looks like, we don't realize he's the Word of God. Yeah, he's the Word. He saved me many times, but I haven't seen his form. But I have seen his form because his form is true. But he saved me many times. It's because I know him inside. Not only do I know him, he is Lord of my mind. No, not accepting that. Some mornings you wake up and it's just, some mornings you wake up and there's a heavenly choir singing. Yes. And some mornings you wake up and you swear there's demons trying to drag you off into the fire. <laughs> this, is, this is the one that always gets me, you know. Sometimes I'll, I'll be, I have those, these moments, these wonderful moments in God where, when it just, ooh, feels like I'm in heaven. I mean, it's just awesome. It just, you, you're hearing the Lord's I mean, there's no storm clouds, you know. It's just, you're hearing God and you're feeling his love and oh, it's just lovely. And somewhere or another, you know, maybe, you, you know, you, you finally go to sleep or whatever and you wake up in hell. And I think, how in the world, <laughs> in five hours of sleep, how did I, did I fall off the cloud? How did I get in hell? And I realize sometimes when, when I am feeling the, the most awesomeness in Christ, Oh, Lord, uh, when I wake up, it's like, how did I get here in my head? So it, it's like, 
it's like, you know, something must have happened to the border control. They wouldn't, must have went to sleep with me, you know, because they wasn't watching. And many times when we talk about the watch of the night or when the Lord would wake you up at night to pray, because he can, if you ask the Lord, watch over me while I sleep, he will do it, you know. But sometimes you've got to give him access to you. Yes. No, 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 no. So I realize when those times when I'm feeling terrible, I'm not really feeling terrible. It's just a bunch of demons at my border that I have not let in yet. So let's just say I wake up and I'm feeling, you know, I'm having all these feelings, but they're actually not feelings, they're actually thoughts. This is the thing. Many times we... um, we say, I had a thought, I had a feeling. I had a thought, I had a feeling. Usually when we say thoughts, is is more about thoughts. The reason we say thought is because generally a thought wants us to do something. But every thought has a feeling. When we say feeling, is because we're being pressured to feel a certain way. So the attack is more against our, our feelings or it's something that he wants our thoughts to do. So sometimes we say, I have a thought. Sometimes we say we have a feeling. But every thought has a feeling and every feeling has a thought. There's no feeling that does not have a thought. Many times people say, I, I, I feel terrible. Why are you feeling terrible? I don't know. That is a lie. That is a lie. Every feeling has a thought. And if you find that thought, many times you can deal with the feelings. So sometimes you'll wake up in the morning or sometimes just during the day you'll just start to have these feelings. But you don't realize that the feelings have thoughts. See, the feelings are trying to move your, your, your inwardness to a, a condition. Thoughts are generally trying to get you to do something. Yes. Now sometimes you realize, okay, um, you might say, well, I have a thought that I that I am sad. You really you don't usually use that terminology. I have a thought I was sad. You just say I I feel sad. <laughs> you don't realize it's a thought, you know, right? Because listen, every feeling has a thought, and every thought has a feeling. Can't be separated. It's just a question of which one is speaking. But it all comes to the border of your mind. And it's up to you to accept it or not. So let's say in the morning you wake up and you have these bad feelings. You know, you, know, you don't want to go to work. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to go to school. You know, you, you just want to die. You don't want to do nothing. You want to go back to bed. You have all these. Some of them are feelings. Some of them are thoughts. You have all this. The truth is you just haven't been watching during the night. And it's just, it's just a bunch of foreigners at your border. So all you got to do is say, all of you, deportation. <laughs> I'm sending you back where you come from. Just deport them. Every one of them, deport them. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you feel. I don't like the way you think. <laughs> I'm deporting you today. Uh, uh, The same way. So understand that, that feelings and thoughts, listen, don't ever say feelings don't have thoughts. 
Now, sometimes the reason you say, I'm feeling a certain way and I don't know why, is because you're already beginning to accept the feeling. But when you, listen, when you think, think about this. When you say, when you say, I'm feeling sad, right? I'm feeling sad. Didn't you speak that in English? So it's actually a thought saying, I'm feeling bad. It's voicing itself. And in Christ, you have the authority to say, okay, why are you feeling bad? Huh? Why are you feeling bad? And then you open up the passport. Where'd you come from? <laughs> How'd you get here? <laughs> Mister, I'm feeling bad. Huh? Listen. Nah. Before I let you into my country, you got to tell me <laughs> why you feeling bad. <laughs> uh, but, but see, when that feeling comes, I'm feeling bad. And it has thought. You just accept it. You don't realize, you can say, no, no entry, deportation, deportation. Hmm. See, I'm saying deportation instead of saying throw them in the abyss or the bottomless pit because, you know, you know, we almost think it's um, unchristian to throw things back in the pit of hell. You know, so deportation we're going to deport you <laughs> that's, that's my new term today I'm going to deport you hello deported ain't going to have no mercy deport what you going to talk about who listen no 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 deport no. you have no citizenship here but see, you don't realize you have that much say over your thoughts and feelings. You don't realize you have that much say. Think about it. Is it not true? You don't realize you have that much say? Huh? You just... Some man come and says, I'm going to marry you. And you think you ain't got no control. See, the reason you're in such a mess as a Christian is because you don't have no border control. You don't have no border control. Listen, the mind controlled by the Spirit is life. That means if the mind is controlled by the Spirit. Now listen, a mind does, does its work, but the mind control. That, that doesn't mean... The mind controlled by the Spirit, that does not mean that there's never a bad thought that comes to the mind. But the mind is controlled by the thought and we take captive every thought. Right? To make it obedience to Christ. And it says once the obedience is achieved, we're ready to punish every act of disobedience. I mean, deport it. That's the next verse. I'm going to deport it. We're going to deport it. Like some of us, we have thoughts about running away. 
So the thought comes, you know, I don't like it here no more. I don't want to work no more. I don't want to be married no more. I don't want to do this no more. You got no border control. You, you accept that as truth. Now the mind controlled by the flesh is going to lead to death. But the mind is controlled by the flesh. Everything the flesh says, you think it's truth. You accept it. Huh? Accept it. So somebody gets off the plane. Yes? Right? They can't talk, let's say, in Trinidad. Somebody gets off the plane in Trinidad. They can't talk English. They can't talk Hindu. <laughs> and they say, I was born here. I just went away. No, you don't belong here. <laughs> you just believe anything that comes to the mind. Now, the mind controlled by the flesh, you know, there's, there's a border control there, but they, they take bribes and everything else, you know. They say, if I let you in, you're going to make me feel good? Sure. <laughs> so there's a border control there, but they're all drunk on the things of the flesh and the things that lead to death. But the mind is controlled by the spirit. Now, the mind is controlled by the flesh, you know, you might as well not have no border control because they're just not paying attention to anything. So it's actually the same thing as not having no border control. It's just, it's just whatever. And it's whatever, you know. Um, and it's whatever anybody else says. You know, sometimes we say, well, you know, if, if somebody outsides us gives a suggestion or want to do something, you know, out of self-interest, we say, nah. We might have a, a little bit of border control, but not much. It all leads to death. But the mind that is controlled by the spirit, that does not mean you never have a bad thought. Hmm? I mean, Jesus baptized in the water. Huh? Comes up out of the water. He's feeling good. A dove lands on his head. Oh, glory to God. I feel the glory. God speaks out of heaven. This is my son. Oh, I feel in it. I feel in it. And then the spirit leads him into the desert. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Turn these stones into bread. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Was my baptism real? Then he takes, Satan takes him to the top of the, the, the temple and says, throw yourself down. And he takes him up on a high mountain and, and says, I'll give you all this, bow down to me. Oh, Lord, what happened to, what happened to the dove? What happened to God? <laughs> the mind that is controlled by the Spirit is life. It's life. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to go broke. Who said that? Oh, no. Church going to close down. Oh, no. Huh? I ain't ever going to get married. Oh, no. I can't pay my electric bill. Don't you realize those are thoughts? 
You know, we might say those are fears, but listen, fears are thoughts and feelings. Yes, don't tell me you can't feel fear, but you can also think fearful, right? Yeah. Hmm? Nothing good is going to happen. Something bad going to happen today. There it goes. The power of something. Hello. How dumb are you? You have this thought. You have this feeling. It's at your border. Something bad going to happen today. Can I come in? Hello. You can't even tell me what you are. And you want to come in? <laughs> no, somebody, no, somebody ain't listening. I mean, I understand if, if Mr. COVID comes to my, <laughs> to my board and says, I'm coming, I want to come in. <sighs> you know, I understand that. At least I know who you are. Eh, nah, I'm going to deport you too. <laughs> but... You don't even know who you are. And it's knocking on your brain. Something bad going to happen today. And you want me to let you in. You don't even know. You got amnesia. You don't even know who you are. And you want me to let you in. Mr. Mr. Something bad going to happen today. You want me to let you into my country, into my body? You walking around on my street saying something bad going to happen today. Uh, you walk past my liver, something bad going to happen today. <laughs> you walk past my kidneys, something bad going to happen. <laughs> See, that's why you can't ever figure out how you're going to die. Because you let something in to your body. Listen, when you're having all these thoughts, you're going to die this way, you're going to die that way, you got cancer, you got, you got this, you got that, you got this. Hello, don't you realize that's ignorance? It don't even know how you're going to die. It's just in your body, you let that thought get in your body. Uh, you don't, you, why did you allow that something into your body? Into your country. No, 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 no. Deport. <laughs> I'm going to deport you. Child of God, you have the authority. Hmm? You have the authority, but you're not using it. Right here. And sometimes, you know, sometimes those things are scary, you know. You know, sometimes those things are sometimes those things are scary. They're they're right there at your counter, but you can say no to it. Sometimes they're so scary they feel like they're inside, but they're not inside yet. You know, mm. Mm. yeah, you get a scratchy throat. Next thing you know, uh, Mr. COVID, he's right there in front of you. No, every scratchy throat is not you. You you got pride, you know. <laughs> Deport. <laughs> Listen, COVID is the most proudfulest, proudfulest disease upon the planet. Everything, COVID. 
Listen. I'm going to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. That means I'm not going to accept it. That doesn't mean I have power. You know, sometimes you try to fight your own fears. You know, sometimes you flesh. You know, flesh don't always like COVID either. You know, <laughs> unless you want three weeks off, you know, paid vacation or something. Um, so sometimes you try to fight with your own flesh. No. Every thought captive. That means I'm not receiving nothing until Christ says so. He's in charge of my borders. <clears throat> I'm not in charge of my borders. He's in charge of my borders. We take every thought captive. That don't mean that we last slow COVID. And it doesn't mean that we, uh, uh, that we handcuff our fears and our worries. No, we have put Christ in charge of our borders. All-powerful. Now, old church, we love to trample on scorpions. When's the last time you saw a scorpion? Uh, you know, you know. Sometimes in our spirit churches, we're gonna trample on the scorpion, and we're gonna trample on the devil. Yes, we, we love these. We love these images. But you know where you trample on scorpions at? At that. Right there. Yes? Because you'd do the same dance if you were scared of a scorpion. So I don't know if you're tromping on it or <laughs> dancing with it or, or or trying to get away from it. No, it's up here. That's where you trample on it. Now, it's okay to have the physical manifestation, but if it's not done up here, your feet didn't do nothing. Yeah. That might have felt good. But it's done right here. Right here. When Christ, when the Spirit of God is in control of your mind. Take every thought captive. I want, you to, I want to let you in on a revelation. I find this is an awesome revelation to blow your mind away. And this is the revelation. Thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. Thoughts are the pathway, pathways are the pathway to deeper love. Or thought is the pathway to a deeper love. If we're going to make it simple, thought is the pathway to a deeper love. <coughs> thought is the pathway to a deeper love. Anybody want a deeper love for Christ? Deeper love for the work of God? Uh, deeper love for fellowship? Deeper love for brother and sister? Deeper love for family? Marriages? What have you. A deeper love. Thought is the pathway of a deeper love. Now, when we think about love, we never think about thought. We think about feelings. 
And we come to this conclusion, I love this person. Whoever this person might be, Christ or the boy next door or whoever. <clears throat> Maybe it's the girl next door. You have this thought is a pathway to deeper love. Now, you would say things like, I don't know why, I just love this person. So, when we think about love, it's usually, it has to do with feelings. But when you love somebody for the first time, there was a thought. I love this person. Ooh, I think I love this person. It was a thought. Hmm? But it was more feelings than thought, if you know what I mean. See, the articulate side of the mind, not to make this too complicated, generates with thoughts, but it has feelings. But it's more about, it's more about outward doing. The intuitive side expresses itself more by feelings, but it has thoughts. They're, they're feeling thoughts, but they're thoughts nonetheless because thoughts have feelings and feelings have thoughts. So you look at somebody and I feel I love them. You don't realize that's a thought. And you don't realize at that moment there's nobody watching the border. Because <laughs> it's just so wonderful to feel that you love somebody. Yes? It could be Satan. It don't matter. Uh, because here it is, ladies. Here comes this Mr. Handsome off the airplane. Hmm? Christ is, is not, you ain't letting Christ be on patrol this morning for some reason or another. And he comes up to you and you just have this warm feeling. I just feel like I want to let you in. <laughs> because... They're so pleasant and they're so nice. So this feeling is so pleasant and it's so nice. Or, or sometimes maybe there is a thought that there, but it's so, it's so warm and it's so, you just want to let them into your country. <laughs> so, look again. Thoughts, thought is the, is the pathway the deeper love. You granted access. And guess what? So they come into your country and, and, and here comes the thought back again. Yes, I like them. See, you let the thought back in. See, those thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. Hmm? So at first it's just admiration, you know. At, at first it's just, I don't know, blind lust, whatever. But all at once, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. But don't you realize it's the thoughts that you're accepting? Huh? Yes, I want to let this person into my country. 
Ooh, I want to extend their time. <laughs> oh, I want to make them residents. Oh, no, I'm going to marry them and make them a citizen. Listen, you got to get out of the border control box because your flesh can't be trusted. The mind that is controlled by the flesh is dead, but the mind that is controlled by the spirit is life. See, when you take captive every thought, that includes feelings, and you take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. But see, for some reason or another, we don't realize that we have a say. And sometimes, you know, somebody just moves up on us so quickly and we just, we feel, in, we feel like we're powerless. That's why you need Christ. Because the word says, uh-uh, this person's deceiving. So sometimes thoughts come in such a way and, you, you know, you, you, can, you can hear these thoughts and the thoughts are, and the flesh is saying, yeah, let them in, let them in, let them in. You know, and, and the feelings are saying, ooh, yes, 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 because they're waiting right outside, the, right outside the, the border room, you know. They're waiting outside, you know, where you take them home with you, you know. They're waiting for the... No, 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 no. When Christ is in control of your mind, you don't allow this presence... To dictate and control. Though the feeling is there. And the thought is there. And you're thinking about it. In your mind. Remember it ain't got to your heart. It's got to go inside you. You're thinking about it in your mind. And strangely enough you don't realize this. But your mind can actually feel too you know. Yes. So it. it the, you, you, you're. You have an intuitive side of your mind which does feeling, but it actually has a thinking process. So all this is going through, and you just feel like you ain't got no control. That's why you need Christ in your life. Because he is wonderful at being border control. I take captive every thought, ready to punish every act of disobedience. Because what you don't realize is, just because you're thinking it and feeling it does not mean it's you. Just because you're thinking lust and you're feeling lust does not mean it's you. It does not mean you have accepted it inside yourself. So Jesus, when Jesus says, you know, if you look at a woman, you've committed, you've, you've committed adultery, that means, all right, it's at your border, right? It's at your border, but you've got to take it in. And so in that looking, it means to constantly entertain it. And the more, the more you think about it, the stronger the influence gets, but you have not yet accepted it into your borders, into your country. You still have power. You still have power. Hmm? You know, uh, the word says, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet struggled to the point of shedding your blood. So, I mean, here's somebody that's flashy at your border. 
here's some business person at your border that promises to bring in a whole lot of money. You know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a China persuasion or whatever it is, but they're here promising. And so it's enticing. But when Jesus is in control of the border, no, 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 no. Something ain't right. Or there's some business deal that's coming to you. And it's like, whoa, you know, I've been praying. I've been praying to God, uh, you know, that he, would, that he would send me a new business, especially since my business was shut down during COVID. I've been praying, this is it. No, 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 no. It ain't it till God says it's it. Remember, the counterfeit must come first. Yes? The counterfeit must always come first. And there are counterfeits. They must come first. Yes? They must come first. Can you imagine Satan showing up, right? Satan showing up, right? To, let's say, um, let's see, he's showing up to entice you and deceive you into a bad business. But you already have a good business. See, he showed up too late. Hmm. Yes? Or let's say Satan shows up and says, hmm, I come here to torment uh, Ishmael and drag him off to hell. And, oh, excuse me, Ishmael died last week and went to heaven, you know. Darn, I missed that. <clears throat> See, the counterfeit got to come first. <laughs> got to come first, you know. Um, so may all your counterfeits oversleep. <laughs> may they all oversleep and show up late. Huh? Hello, I'm already married to a wonderful person. You're too late, you know. Darn. So, let's, let's do something kind of not. Let's do something nasty this morning. You want to do something nasty this morning? I can't believe I'm asking the church if they want to do something nasty. This well, I can't believe it. How many people say, yes, yes, I want to do something nasty. Uh, let's, 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 let's run the devil's clock back an hour. <laughs> Just to make him out of time today. Uh, you think I'm la- you think I'm joking, you know. We we go we go run the devil's clock back an hour. You watch today. Listen, in your life today, in your life today, you're gonna get a blessing. And the devil gonna show up late. Watch him. He's gonna show up an hour late today. Huh? He's gonna show up an hour late today. Yes? Uh-huh. Mm-mm. We don't understand that in the church, we have this authority. Now, thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. Now, many times when you look at thoughts in the New Testament, even the Old Testament, many times, many times thoughts have a whole lot to do with, with negativeness or sin. Uh, and so many times, if you just Google the word, I mean, not Google, but if you Look for the word thoughts in your Bible, or Google either one in the Bible. But if you look for the word thoughts, they usually always have this negative aspect to them, right? And we think, and you start to think, okay, how come the Bible don't think about good, how come the Bible never talks about good thoughts, right? 
Because most times when you, if you look in your Bible, New Testament, look for thoughts, and, and sometimes even in the Old Testament, you look for thoughts, they're always it's negative, you know, bad thoughts, evil thoughts, um, you know. And you think, okay, why is all this negativeness around thoughts? Where's the counterpart? The counterpart is Jesus is the word. He's the good thought. Isn't it amazing? The Bible says Jesus is the word. We, we, ne we never consider him a thought. You know, you know, God's English is better than our English. If Jesus is the word of God, then he's the thought of God. True. He's the thought of God. So there is good word that's there. He is the word. He is the thought of God. And so what we don't realize is this, is that every word, every thought, we, instead of saying every thought, we could say every word, take every word captive and make it obedient to Christ because it could be an anti-word. And we don't realize that we have this. And you have to start practicing this. You don't have to get paranoid about it, but you've got to start practicing this. You've got to let Christ and ask him, you know, not only to be Lord of your heart, but the Lord of your mind. Let him to control your borders, you know. The Bible says, and the Holy Spirit will teach us to say no to all ungodliness. It's there. The power is there. We just got to start allowing it to happen. Don't get bought with a price. Don't be bought with a fancy word. Or, you know, somebody might say something to you and you have this thought, I'm going to kill them. Take every thought captive. Yes, take every thought captive. Because they could be driving the car at the moment, you know, and it's probably not a good time to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> you see, it's never a good time to kill them. But anyway, you don't want, you don't want to kill them while they're flying the plane, you know. No. Um, and you probably don't want to kill them in front of the police station. You know, there's a time to kill and there's a time to, time to wait. But, but you have this thought, and it's amazing. This thought has a feeling, and it's like everything on this side of the border wants to accept this thought and this feeling because it seems like right now killing this person is more important than Christmas. <laughs> but it ain't got into your, it hasn't crossed your border yet, you know. It's just an advertisement, you know. See, you get a, could get an advertisement today for a new phone. Ah, oh, I gotta have it. Did you ask the border <laughs> if you need this new phone? Huh? Yes. So it's like advertisement. It, it comes to your border, but you need to realize that you can say no. Uh. Uh. And you trust God. You love God so much. And I want to go back to talk about love. But you love God so much you trust his word. All right, Lord, if this is not the right one, if this is the counterfeit, send them back. Yes. Hmm? Deport. Send them back. Right? Because you love God so much. See, here's the thing. Once you love God deeply, then nothing can tempt you. Once you love God deeply. Amen. See, 
it's one thing to say, Lord, I want you to be, I heard this message, I want you to be in control of my borders. But for long, you're going to be sneaking people across the borders. <laughs> because you don't love your own border control. Yeah. Right, so you, so you, you'll be, you'll be way down on the south of Trinidad or the south of somewhere. You'll be, you know. Sneaking your lover in, you know. <laughs> so, if you don't love Jesus, he won't have much power at your border. Even though you told him to be in charge, but, but, but you letting them in every other which way. And mainly by not thinking. Or, I shouldn't say... I shouldn't say not by not thinking because you are thinking. I don't know what you was thinking about when you was thinking that, but it's, it's, you was thinking something. Uh, it's more about you just don't have no authority. Thinking is not authority, you know. Thinking is thinking. Thinking is not authority. That's a good thing to think about. <laughs> thinking is not thinking. Thinking is just thinking. It's not authority. So you can have thinking appear. Hmm? So, all right, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to let you in the border yet. All right, you go over here and sit down. And then you take them off into a little room and you... Uh, <laughs> take them off into the little room and, and you, uh, you know, you ask them a bunch of questions. Interrogation, you know. So that's thinking. You ain't let them in yet. You're just thinking. See? Some of you got some demons in integri interrogation room, you know. Uh, uh, some of them demons been in there three years and you, you ain't decided to let them in yet or not. But you're just interrogating them, you know. But you ain't let them in yet. See, that's thinking. But it's better to trust God. It's better to trust God. If God says, deport them, deport them. Trust the Lord. If he says deport him, deport him. But you got to love God. If you don't love Christ, you won't give him that authority over your border and over your life. you got to love him. So how do you love Christ more? Thoughts are the pathway. Or thoughts, thought is the pathway to deeper love. See, I realize... When I allow these thoughts in, Lord, I love you. When I allow these thoughts in, it makes my love for Christ deeper. Yes. Same thing works for chocolate cake. <laughs> I love you. And it's just... <laughs> and next thing you know, chocolate cake is sitting on my border control. <laughs> <laughs> Because, <laughs> listen, whatever you love the most is actually sitting on in control of the border, you know. That's your immigration officer. So chocolate cake is my immigration, immigration officer. My chocolate cake. Hmm? 
That sounds like a sweet name. You know? Chocolate cake, my chocolate cake. You're my chocolate cake. That, that's your... So that's your that's your that's your immigration officer, Mr. Chocolate Cake. So your immigration officer might be, I want a new business. Your immigration officer might be, I got to get married this year. Hmm. Your immigration officer might be, I need something new. Oh boy, do you like to experiment with drugs? So you, you realize that actually what you love the most is kind of your immigration officer. So, because this, this was blowing me away. My thoughts, my thoughts is what gives me a deeper love for God. And this is for a lot of you. You, you, you want to fall in love with God. And you're trying to fall in love with God, but you just can't seem to do it. You, you want to fall in love with Jesus. You, you want to give him your whole life, but you just can't seem to do it. Listen, listen, you, you can't. First thing, he has to accept you. That's a given. But you can't just get dipped in water and say, Lord, I give my life to you. It don't happen that easy. It's the commitment of what you're saying. And it's not only the commitment of it, you've got to continue to walk that out. If you want a deeper love for Jesus, you've got to let those thoughts in. And you also got to deport the thoughts that would say, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know where the Lord is. You don't know where the Lord is, he's in heaven. These thoughts are, I don't I don't know if God is watching over my life. I, I, I don't know if he loves me. I, I don't know if he cares about me. See, those thoughts right there, when you let those thoughts in, how are you going to have a deeper love in Christ? If you want a deeper love in Christ, it's real easy. It's through your thoughts, not through your feelings. You ain't going to get no deeper love through feelings. Not through feelings. You're not going to masquerade some feelings and... and and you know, play some music, and you, you you play some music, and you're feeling something. Oh, I just feel so loved by God. Huh? I feel so loved by God. And then you return to your seat, and somebody's sitting in your seat, and now you want to kill them. No, you, you, feelings is feelings is 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 not gonna make you deeper in love with God. It's thoughts, thought is the pathway to a deeper love. Because feelings come and go, you know. Uh, it's just, okay, I felt something. And so you give in to that feeling, you, you, let that into your, you let that into your border, but you, you're feeling something, but you don't know really what it is, and then the feeling is gone. It's like the wind, you know. <clears throat> no thoughts, thoughts, you know. And as I said before, all feelings have thoughts, but what is those feelings saying? What is it really saying? Ooh, I like this feeling. I like this feeling don't mean that you like Jesus. Uh, ooh, I like the beat of the music in this church. I don't mean you love this church. I mean, there is something there. But you must understand it's, it's the thought that makes you fall more in love with Jesus. It's the thoughts and granted, those thoughts have feelings, you know. 
And, it, it, and that's what makes you fall deeper in love with Jesus. That's what makes you fall deeper in love if you're married. And that's why you need to make sure that you marry the right person because you can fall in love with them. And so this person is in your immigration department now because you let them in through what? Thought. <clears throat> you, fall in, you fall in love through thoughts. It's thoughts. Mm-hmm. You got some desires inside of you, you let a thought in. So sometimes it don't take many thoughts, but it's thoughts that make you fall in love. And it's thoughts that keep you in love. It's thoughts that keep you in love. It's thoughts that keep you full of zeal for God. It's thoughts that keep you on fire for God. It's thoughts that keeps you surrendering to God. Thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. Thoughts. Not just feelings, you know. Not just feelings, but thoughts are the pathway. When we speak thoughts that has been approved by Christ, you know. You know, sometimes we let some thoughts come in that has not been approved by Christ. Sometimes we let thoughts about Christ come in that Christ did not approve. Hmm? Somebody may say, Jesus said he's going to give you an extra leg just in case one of your legs get tired. We said, wow, Jesus said that? I receive it. Hello. You did not run that through the immigration officer. Hmm. Because sometimes, sometimes there are some false prophecies through error. Sometimes through corruption, but they, sometimes they are. And you believed it, but you never run it by Christ. It just... The Lord said he's going to give you a lifetime supply of chocolate cakes. Oh, God, you love me. Come in. <laughs> and next thing you know, chocolate cake is my Lord. Hmm. So there are things that that look Christ-like, but if Christ don't approve them, then they're not Christ. But I'm amazed at this statement that thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. Thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. And I realize it's true, you know. When I accept those thoughts, those pure thoughts, those true thoughts about my love for God, it just deepens the love I have for God. So, in times of trouble and tribulation, I don't feel like running. Why? Because I have fallen in love with Christ. And how have I fallen in love by Christ, with Christ? And he keeps me, but how have I fallen in love? By receiving his thoughts. The Bible says that our thoughts are not his thoughts. His thoughts are higher. So I receive his thoughts. Not only thoughts that I love him, but I receive his thoughts that he loves me. That he loves me. No matter what's going on in my life, he loves me. 
So it's those same thoughts that says made me fall deep in love with Christ. But it's the same, but it's thoughts that make you fall out of love with Christ. Or with this house or this ministry, it's thoughts that made you fall in love with the house. And it's thoughts that make you fall out of love with the house. It didn't happen with the snap of the finger. It was thoughts. It was thoughts. Now you got a bunch of foreigners living in Penal that don't know nothing about Trinidad or whatever other country it is. So somewhere inside of you, you got a bunch of foreigners. You got this strange bunch of thoughts that's going to take over your country uh, because you love the Lord. Paul says you was running a good race, but who cut in on you? Where did you get these thoughts from? And do you realize many times, especially in this house, when we do deliverance, we're dealing with thoughts? We're dealing with thoughts. I mean, it might be hairy. It might not have no hair at all. It might, I don't know. It might be uh, scuffy. I don't know. Whatever the vision is of the creature that you see, that's all I'm fine. But it, it's still, it's a thought that is destructive. Uh, that's why you have to watch your thoughts. Got to watch your thoughts about your wife, your thoughts about your husband, your thoughts about your friend, your thoughts about your leader, your thoughts about your about your prophet, your thoughts about your pastor, your thoughts about your country, your thoughts about your prime minister. You got to watch your thoughts. Huh? Now, one thought, one bad thought, can corrupt the whole the whole bushel, you know, or a little yeast, you know, works through a lot of dough. But generally, it's not just one thought. It's one thought. It's one foreign thought that invited another foreign thought and said, hey, come this way, you'll get in. Come this way, you'll get in. Come this way, you get in. And then all those thoughts begin to create a, what is it? A. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And where does it set itself up at? Inside of you. Hmm? I think King James might say stronghold. I can't remember. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. It sets itself up inside of you against God. And so now you're divided. Now the Bible says, wash your hands, you sinner." You know, you're double-minded, right? And so it's not that you can't be delivered, but the thing is, you got in a mess because you entertained thoughts. And when I say entertain, I don't mean at the uh, immigration counter. I don't mean in the little room of interrogation. I mean you let them into your country. You let them into your beliefs. Your country is your beliefs. You let those thoughts into your beliefs. Hmm? Yes. So when you when you have this little thought, you know, this little uh, pygmy of a diseased fellow comes courting at your door and says, you know, I, I love you. And you say, no, 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 no. And before long, you decide to let this little person in. 
you know. So you let them into your beliefs that they love you. So now they, they, got, they got presidents in there. You let them into your beliefs. And then here comes other thoughts and other thoughts. Well, I don't have nobody else. And, and before long, you know, th there's some affection there. And there's some feelings there that has gotten so strong you can't say no to them. But it all started at the border. You could have stopped it. You could have put an end to it. You must love Christ. If you love Christ, you'll quit doing stupidness. The Bible says if you are born again, you will not continue to sin. That means you will not continue to act stupid. That means you won't continue to give in to all these little emotional holocaust. Yeah. Hmm? Isn't it amazing we got such names? We got bipolar, we got uh, uh, schizophrenia, we have all kinds of things for ignorance inside our belief system. Huh? We got LGBTQ. Uh, uh, some people think they're a rabbit and, and all kinds of things. I understand you believe you're a rabbit, but why did you let all those thoughts get in your head that you're a rabbit? And now you hopping everywhere. <laughs> I understand you believe that, but just because you believe it don't mean it's true. Because see, your border. See, there was a time when you didn't think that way. That's why the Bible says to give them over to what? A deprived mind. Give them over. Why? Because you kept letting those thoughts come in. You did not value the authority of Christ. So you allowed that to get into your belief system, and now this is what you believe. Just as you believe that the pastor is against you. How did that get there? Hmm? Where's all the thoughts that made you start to think that way? And you may say, well, well just one person said that. No, you was already having those thoughts. You let them in. That's why you believed a lie. Here's the thing. Every lie that you believe has a witness inside of you that got in before the lie came. Every lie that you believe, every lie that comes to your border has a witness inside that you let in before the lie came. Because if the lie had just come to your border, you would not have believed it. But because you don't let Christ be in charge, you look to yourself and there's witnesses inside you, inside your belief system that says, yes, that's true. That's true. You don't believe a lie unless there's a witness inside your belief. You don't give in to temptation at your border. Unless there's a tempter already in your belief system. Hmm? Yes. You didn't fall the day you was tempted. You fell several days before that when you allowed those tempters to come in to give witness to the temptation. What do you mean? This is what I mean. 
When somebody is tempting you to do something and it's not God, why would you want to do it? That means you allowed some tempters to come inside of you and say, yes, that's what we want. That's what we want. Those tempters came in and, and persuaded your desires. This is what you want. Hmm? Yes. Just as John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. Is that true? Yeah. What the Bible said. He says, behold, I prepare the way of the Lord. Right? John prepared the way of the Lord. Right? John came first. He prepared the way of the Lord. So because of what John did, it got people ready for Jesus. Right? Guess what? There is a John the Baptist that works for Satan. I have come to prepare the way for Satan. Oh, yes. In the book of Genesis, very first, in the very uh, first book of the Bible, it says, and uh, the woman's seed will fight against your seed. Talking about Satan's seed. So there is somebody that comes to prepare the way for destruction. Come to prepare the way for the devil inside of you. And so you wave them on in at the border. Because they set you up. They planted a seed inside of you. You're pregnant with evil and about to give birth to Satan. So just as John came. And so likewise, Jesus gives you foretaste. Of things that's coming your way. The prophecies of the Lord come inside of you to get you ready. So that's preparing the way of the uh, way of the Lord. It's getting you ready for the blessings of God. But see, Satan can also prophesy to you and get you ready for the deceptions and the counterfeits. And it's all right there with thoughts. It's all right there with thoughts. The, our, our ailment is we, is, I, I can't say we don't want to think. That's not the problem. We don't want to make decisions. We don't want to use the authority that we have in Christ. Say, wait a minute. No, that don't, that don't sound right. That don't feel right. Deport you. Hmm? Deport you. Or at least take it to the interrogation room. Huh? It says test everything. To make sure that it's of God. We do not do that. We have a thought. We feel, we feel like, okay, the brain is in control. But what's in control of the brain? Who's leading the brain? Is it the spirit of God? Or is it the spirit of your corruptible flesh and its many twisted desires that you've already let into your body or your borders? That's, that's the doom. And the thing is, is we, we feel so powerless. But if we would just fall in love with the Lord, we wouldn't be powerless. Because the more we love him, the more we love him. When I asked Christ into my life, I didn't ask Christ into my life, how did this work? Um, when I accepted Jesus, or when he accepted me, and I realized... Wow, I have power. What kind of power? 
to lift a car? No, not to lift a car. I have power to say no to things I don't want anymore. I have power to say no to things I've done all my life but I don't want to do no more. I have power to say no. And I'm thinking about what, what conspired? I know he died for me, but what really conspired? What happened? And then I have this other question. As I begin to walk down that road with Christ, I realize my power is weakening. Why is my power weakening? Why am I struggling to say no to things it was so easy to say no to in the beginning? Why am I now struggling? And I realize it all hinges on the aspect of love for God. When you are deeply in love with God, when you're in love with Christ, your borders are protected. And when the road gets long and you're wondering if the Lord still loves you, you know, some of them thoughts you let in. You know, some of those thoughts that you let. See, some of us are like those... Uh, two disciples that was walking on the road after Jesus' resurrection, and they was walking down the road, you know, and they was just really having a terrible day. It's just the worst day of their life. They couldn't figure out what's going on. And then Jesus walks up to them, tries to talk to them, and, and they was kind of rude. Hello. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, there's some things in the Bible that's quite funny, you know. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, these, all right, it's Jesus none died, you know. And so they're very concerned about it because they were the disciples of the Lord. They're walking down the road. They're worried about this thing. They don't know what to do. They're just out walking on the road. I don't know. It's kind of like taking a drive, I guess. They're just out walking on the road, and they're just frustrated and aggravated, and they don't know what to think anymore because they thought he was the way and all this. And so, you know, the word pulls up beside of them, you know. They're having words. They're thinking, you know. So the thought pulled up beside all these thoughts. So they're walking down the road with their thoughts. And the thought, the thought of God pulls up beside them and says, Hey, what's going on? What y'all talking about? And then, it, and then he insulted the thought. Where have you been? You don't know what's going on. <laughs> but he's the thought that got, that got crucified, you know. But they don't recognize him, you know. So they rude to him. I wonder how many times in your interrogation room or maybe even inside your borders you have in all these thoughts and Christ pulls up beside of you and says, hey, what's going on? And you ditch him and reject him. Christ is trying to say, hey, what y'all worried about? Here I am. I'm with you. But they couldn't see that it was God. See, many times we, we talk about missing Christ, but sometimes the way we miss Christ or the way we miss him the most is when you're having all them stupid thoughts, you're entertaining all them thoughts at your border, and Jesus pulls up the word of God, the thought of God, and you reject the thought of God. The thought of God says, don't let them in. And you push him aside. Hey, where have you been? You, you don't even know what's going on. I said don't let him in. You don't know what's going on. We'll decide. The thought of God. 
And then after they realized that it was Jesus, they said, was not our hearts burning inside? You know, many times the Lord has told you not to let those thoughts into your country. But your hearts burn against him because you think you know better. But you don't know better. That's why you're in a mess. This is the thing. This is the awesome thing. Oh, this is so awesome about that lump of clay you're in right now. This is the awesome thing about that lump of clay. The Bible says with just a word, Jesus cast out devils. That means you felt good one time. And sometimes the devil he casts out, he just puts all your bad ones. Pulls them up like weeds. Ties them up. Throws them out to be burnt. And you feel good. That lump of clay you in can change so quickly. When there's a thought above every other thought inside of you. Ain't got nothing to do with what you did in the past. Ain't got nothing to do with what you're doing right at the moment. One thought can change that lump of clay you're in. You can go from peasant to royalty in just a second. In just a second. It's all about a thought and what you let come into you. You could be having the worst day, the worst morning you've ever had in your entire life. You could say everything is going bad. It can't be that bad. You're still listening to me. Let the thought of God come inside of you. Give it permission. And it will come in and get rid of all those negative thoughts. But here's the thing. When light comes, darkness is gone. When you allow Jesus to come in, the word to come inside of you. Huh? You ever realize when you get saved, you were saved with the word? You ever realize that? Huh? I'm saved! That's a word. You think it's some mighty power. No, it's a word. I'm saved. Jesus is what? The word of God. I'm saved. It's a word that saved you. I'm healed. The power of that word in your body. Once you accept it into your borders as truth. Just like, I ain't going to live long. Or, I'm going to live short. <laughs> Why do we say that we ain't going to live long? You just, uh, I ain't going to live short. I'm going to live short. You never hear nobody say, I'm going to live short, do you? Hmm? Ain't that the same thing as I'm not going to live long? Yeah, it's like I'm going to live short. <laughs> but that's beside the point. You let that stupid thought in. Huh? And don't it mess up your whole day, your whole life? I ain't never going to get married. Mess up your whole day, your whole life. Hmm? Yes. And some of these thoughts, they don't even have no power. Some of the things you believe have no control over your future. They just keep you from it. 
and to keep you from seeing it. Jesus told his disciples, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And here's these two dummies out on the road trying to find him. And he's right there beside them. He's always beside you. You just don't believe it. So you can't see him. You say, Lord, you promised never to be never to put me to shame or embarrass me. The truth is he doesn't. But if you don't believe it, if it's not inside of you, then you can't see it. It's all about thought. It's all about thought. I have this thought that keeps coming. He will never forsake me. He will always keep me. It's truth. He verifies it. It's truth. And I fall more and more in love with him. And you fall in love with him and he won't even let you have a bad thought. He won't let those thoughts. See, those thoughts, you didn't go to bed with those thoughts. So those, those thoughts had to come across the border, right? Huh? You're thinking there's something moving around inside of you, but it's the thoughts that come. That's what, can, that's what makes that lump of clay happy or sad or whatever. That's what makes that clay jolly. Yes? It's the thought that comes. So you, you wake up with this, this feeling, but it's a thought. And, and you, have the, you have the authority not to accept it in Christ. Take it captive. Take it captive. Thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. I'm talking about good thoughts, you know. But the same border. No, I ain't going to think that way about Jesus. I'm not going to think that way about myself. I'm not going to think that way. Hmm? No, no, no. I'm going to deport you. You're not coming into me. I'm going to deport you. That lump of clay you're sitting in is just a bunch of thoughts. And one day those thoughts are going to exit your body. And who you are is going to stand before God in a different body. How healthy this lump of clay is depends a lot on how much you believe. How happy this lump of clay is. Huh? That's kind of a miracle anyway. Just lumps of clay. We just lumps of clay walking around. Uh, What's my destiny? <laughs> huh? So here's a lump of clay. There's a lump of clay from the United States, and there's a lump of clay from Trinidad, or a lump of clay from St. Lucia. I love you. Little lumps of clay falling in love with each other. <laughs> Hello. You can't take yourself too serious, you know. Really? You think you got some great origin. You ain't got no great origin. God breathed in you. Your little lump of clay and you became living. Uh, all things was made through him, for him, and by him. Yes, even the clay. Yes, that's why, the, that's why you look kind of like that clay that came from over there, you know. 
thoughts are the pathway to deeper love. Greater health, greater wealth. Mind you, not the ones that have been approved by flesh, but that's obedient to Christ because only he is real truth. That thing of the flesh is lies. It comes to you. It presents itself to you as truth, but it's not truth. It presents itself to you as a true thought, as a true feeling, but it's not. It's a lie. It's a counterfeit. God is truth. God is truth. And this is not hard to do. Don't think this is hard. You mean I got to start thinking about all my thoughts? Hello. I didn't say think about all your thoughts. I'm saying you got to make authority. In Christ, with Christ, you have to say, no. Understand, you do not have to feel that way. You do not have to act that way. You no longer have to have that addiction. You know, some people got addiction and they think, well, well, my, 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 it's my chemical makeup. Your clay ain't got no chemical makeup. Huh? That lump of clay believes anything you tell it to believe. Huh? Yes. No. The word will deliver you. But you must believe the word. And you must fall in love with the word of God. Listen, when you're in love with God, you have strong border control. Plain and simple. Those weak times in your life, those times when you fall, those are times when you don't ain't too happy with God, you know. You ever realize that? Uh, that's times when you're not too happy with God or you, you forgot there was a God. <laughs> uh, see, all your sin can be traced down to the fact that you was not in Christ. If you remain in me and I remain in you. So whether you was pouting against God, you should never pout and run away from God, you know. And you should never get so happy that you don't think you need him no more. Uh, Keep him at your borders. Let the thoughts come that would make you deeper. As I've been speaking to you this morning, the love of God has been coming to you. And I, I pray you've, you've let those thoughts in. I pray that Christ has let those in. And what does it say? It says, uh, uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God that he loves us. That's great knowledge. The knowledge of God that he will never put us to shame. That's great knowledge. The knowledge of God that we will be successful. The knowledge of God that we're going to be blessed. The knowledge of God. Hmm? See, when Christ is in control, all, all those arguments and things, they're canceled. They're gone. I'm amazed by how... I mean, many times I don't think of it this way. I just think about my relationship with Christ, and I, I just I love that communication with him. But to explain it, you know, sometimes you sometimes you wake up in the morning. I mean, you just, I tell you what, it's just, you just feel terrible. And all at once, Christ just starts to speak inside of you. 
He won't let you go down that road. Huh? Or sometimes during the day, you know, something goes on or something goes on, you know, and, and, and you're ready just to lose it, and Christ won't let you lose it. Huh? He won't let, because he's in charge. And you love him. Yes? And you love him just a little bit more than you love getting even with somebody. Lord, I love chocolate cake. And Lord, I would love, love to strangle this person right now. In fact, if I had chocolate cake in front of me and strangling this person, I would be torn between the two decisions. But Lord, I love you more. So I'm going to say no to chocolate cake and strangling. <laughs> and I'm going to say no to sadness today. And I'm going to say no to hopelessness today. And I'm going to say no to I'm not going to find a new job. And I'm going to say no to, to I'm not going to get a new business. And I'm going to say no to I can't uh, meet all my, I can't pay all my debts. I'm going to say no to all those things. Because he strengthens me. According to your faith, let it be done. Now, some of you might say, but I don't hear him speaking inside of me because you don't give him access. Lord, I love you. Take control. Hmm? And maybe you need to have that thought and express that thought and surrender your will more and more to God. He will. He will take authority over your body. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to exercise. Who's at the immigration booth? Just don't try to do it on your own. Next thing you know, he's doing it. Next thing you know, you're losing weight. Next thing you know, you're healthy. Next thing you know, that addiction has no power over you. But if you ever think you've got power over that addiction... Now you're fighting with the devil. No. The Lord, with just a word, he can cast out that addiction. With just a word, he can make your life so sweet. Just a word. Don't say God don't work. Let him be in control. But one of the things that, one of the keys aspects of this knowledge is what you're feeling and what you're thinking is not necessarily you. It may just be at your border. Say no. Now, if you've been entertaining this thing a whole lot, it could be. And so you need to ask the Lord to uh, send the immigration officers and uh, handcuffs those things and deport them. But for the most part, now, nah. those initial feelings and thoughts that you're having, they're just at the border. They don't have to be real. It doesn't even mean you've sinned. They're just there. Trying to get into your country. Trying to get into your body. Trying to get into your border. Yes. Some of you this morning, you have hate at your border. He wants to get in. He wants you to hate somebody. He wants you to believe that somebody's against you. 
and it may not be true. Isn't it amazing? First thing the Lord asked us to do this morning was to forgive. Mm. I wonder how many of us really forgave everybody. Well, I forgave everybody but one person. If you don't forgive all, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. Maybe there's a lot of hate. Maybe there's a lot of hopelessness at your border. You can say no to it. In Christ, you can say no. You may say, but I, but I don't know if I hear Christ's voice. Listen. Do not say, I cannot hear God talking. Yes? First thing is, it's a lie. I can prove it. You would not be listening to me if God didn't tell you. You must start believing. When Jesus says, it will not be you speaking, but it will be me speaking. It won't be you talking, it will be me talking. You must believe that you hear God talking. You may not always be able to distinguish between the two, but don't even say that. Just say, Lord, you will tell me what's right. Trust the border control. Put Christ in charge of your borders and trust him. Trust him. Trust him. I don't care how your eyes have turned into little red hearts. Hmm? Yes? Do not believe it until the border control, until Christ says yes. Hmm? Trust him. You trust him and you trust him. And you fall in love with him. You never come to a place, well, I can't hear God talking. I just was to give up. You, do, you don't say things like that. Because once you say things like that, then that's what you allow come across your border. Don't say things like sometimes God works and sometimes he doesn't work. God works all the time. God works all the time. Yes. And whatever slipped across your borders, he will remove it. But you must believe in the border. You must believe in the border. You must believe that he is in charge. Of your country. He's in charge of all your beliefs. You must believe that. And fall in love with that. And fall in love with him more and more. But don't fall in love with him on Sunday. And then fall out of love with him during the week. Uh, don't say he's good on Sunday. Don't get up and say. I don't know if I can go to church. Let me go to church. And then you fall in love with him. And then Sunday night. You're not sure if you're in love with him no more. Uh, or you say, I don't want to go to work, and I don't know why God is doing this. Well, why are you saying that stuff? Quit accepting all those lies. Don't let all those, let all, let all those ignorant people into your country. All things. Take every thought captive. Every thought. And even if it's a feeling, take that captive. Take it all captive. And make it be obedient to Christ. And punish everything that don't look like Christ. Yeah, but make sure. You can do this. You can have such an awesome week. You can have such an awesome day. Just by trusting him. Huh? Huh? Bad feelings come to your border. He said, nah. Deport you. Deport you. Got no time for you. Huh? And they may make a threat at your border. You can't stop me. 
you don't let me in here, I'm going to come in somewhere else. No. You're deported. Chain this fool up. Mm -hmm. Strap him to the bottom of the plane and send him back. <laughs> Listen. Faith is useless if you do not believe. Don't say you have faith and you don't believe. Believe in God. Believe in him. Don't let those negative thoughts come in. Don't let those negative thoughts that would undermine how much you love God, those negative thoughts that would undermine how powerful God is in your life. If you keep letting those thoughts come in and, you, and, and letting those thoughts undermine the power of Christ, you may have Christ in your life and you may love him, but he has no power because you say, well, he don't speak in tongues no more. He don't speak in tongues anymore because you, you allowed that ignorant fool to come across your border. That ignorant thought. Uh, well, I can't discern. See, you let that come across your border. I don't know what God wants. You know what God wants. You don't want nobody to perish, especially not you. As dumb as you are right now. Uh, and if anyone... Lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Yes? Let him ask God. Who gives without judgment? He will give you wisdom. Watch those thoughts that you're allowing to come in because those thoughts, what? Those thoughts are slowly changing the way you love God. All right, right now, you ain't going to let no thought come to your board and say, I don't love God no more. But you're allowing thoughts to come in that are basically saying the same thing. Hmm? God loves so-and-so more than me because he gave them a new car and he gave them a husband. Uh, God is not blessing me. God blessing somebody else. So you let them thoughts come in and you don't realize this is attacking your love for God. Now you don't trust God at the border anymore because he's not the love of your life. Woo, the love of your life. The love of your life. All my life love him. The love of your life. The love of your life. Is not chocolate cake. Is not brown man, red man, green man, yellow man, white man. The love of my life is Jesus. Uh -huh. <laughs> the love of my life. The love of my life. Huh? The love of my life. <laughs> you know why you're happy? You know why you're happy? You know why you're happy? You let me come across your border. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know why you you know why you might be sad? You know why you might be sad? Because you got me in the interrogation room. You said, I don't know if this is God or not. 
So, you going to examine God to see if he's God or not? What qualifications do you have? That you got to let God tell you if he's God or not. Well, how would I know? You got to trust him. Hey. The love of my life. He's the love of my life. Everything I do is for him. Now, if everything I do is for him, that means that my immigration office and my immigration offices, that's those uh, angels that watch over me for those religious people that might be listening. So those immigration officers that's watching over my border. Angels for you religious people. <laughs> because Jesus is the love of my life. If it is not beneficial for the love of my life, it can't come in. The love of my life. Mm. Hallelujah. The love of my life has just healed my body. The love of my life. Hello, I found the love of my life. I found the love of my life. Hurry up, call your mama and tell her, Mama, I found the love of my life. I think I'm going to give that thought residence. No, I think I'm just going to marry that thought one time, make it a citizen. The love of my life. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh-huh. Citizenship. Hello, healing is coming across the border. Peace is coming across the border. New jobs are coming across the border. New businesses are coming across the border. Uh-huh. Uh, schooling is coming across the border. New ministry is coming across the border. A bigger church is coming across the border. Uh, new customers are coming across the border. All right, now I have a word for Pharaoh. 
don't release my people and change your mind. And later on this afternoon, go and throw all them thoughts back out. Uh, I have a new business. Tomorrow, we'll read in the paper. Uh, new business deported. <laughs> uh, my healing, I deported it. It didn't come the way I wanted it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, Jesus deported. He's not the love of my life anymore. No, 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 no. See? Thoughts are the pathway to deeper love, deeper healing. Deeper, 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 deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, see, when you're deep in love with the Lord, you don't ever have no thoughts about running away or quitting. When you know what God said, when, God, when you know what God called you to, and when you know where God placed you, you're not like those angels that abandon their position, you know. Oh, no. Huh? No, 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 no. Protect your mind in the Holy Ghost. Let the Lord be in charge of your borders. Ain't nothing coming in. Ain't nothing going out that Jesus didn't approve. You know, sometimes people come to church and they say, boy, I'm I feeling good, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. And then, you know, by 3 o'clock in the afternoon after they've eaten too much and had a nap, they say, you know, it, it's not real. I went to church this morning, I'm feeling good, but now I'm feeling terrible, it's not real. Listen, oh, it was real. But you deported everything. You, do, you, just, you just took it in the inner segregation room and, and played with it a few minutes. Oh no. You 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 let that into your life. Listen, church will stay with you all week. Yes. And that's why we have church on Tuesday nights and Friday nights too, you know. Just in case, you know, you you deported Jesus by accident. Or you deported your healing by accident. Yes. Uh-huh. So Listen, up here. Come on, be mindful of what's going on up here. Be mindful. You're always looking at your belly. I don't know why I feel like this, and I feel to do this, and I feel to do that, and I feel to do this. Because you're not minding this up here. You're not minding this up here. Uh, you're not minding this. You won't let Jesus be in charge up here. You want him in your heart, but you don't want him to be Lord. You don't want him to be ruler over your mind. Huh? Yes. And I don't care how attractive those foreigners are. If the Lord says, deport them, deport them. Yes. Hello. Deport. No matter how good a feeling comes, deport it. If God says, no, 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 deport. 
See, if you would, when Jesus is the love of your life, ain't nothing going to get across that border. When Jesus is the love of your life, you know. Oh, Lord, he is the love of my life. He's the love of my life. He is the love of my life. And the more I say that, the drunker I get. Here's the love of my life. He's the love of my life. Now, uh, I just I, I just had this vision of somebody. I don't know who it was. I had this vision of somebody. Let's see. Okay, I'll try that. Jesus is the love of my life. I don't feel nothing. Jesus is the love of my life. Religious people are the biggest clowns in the circus, you know. Jesus is the love of my life. Let the man in the country. <laughs> Open up the borders to Jesus. <laughs> Open up the borders to Jesus. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I do need to deport something. There was a stranger that just came in. I don't know if it was online, inline, underline, overline. They said, this ain't real. We're going to... Oh, no, we're going to shoot you and just deport you. <laughs> Don't tell me this ain't real. Here's the love of my life. And do not put no expiration date on it. That's the problem with church people. They come and they have church and they put an expiration date on it. Monday at 3 o'clock. Gone. It went bad. Ain't no expiration date. Oh. All right. I'm going to have to let you go. Because I feel some intense craziness inside.
And I don't want to offend no religious people. I feel some intense joy inside. And I don't want you to have to spend the whole afternoon looking in the Bible and trying to figure out where it says intense joy. <laughs> Let me in to your borders. And this joy is yours. This healing is yours. This peace is yours. This good fortune is yours. I am with you, says the Lord, forever. And I shall not abandon or forsake thee. Glory to God. Hmm?